to another episode of the Good Days Podcast. I'm your host, Katisha Marie. Welcome if this is your first time here. And for those of you who are returning, grab a seat, get some champagne, get some tea, and enjoy some good shit. Because today I want to talk to you guys about a lot of things that has been going on right now. So we're going to dive into a lot of topics today. I'm just giving you an unbothered kind of zen. So, um, how was my week? My week so far has been good, um, being that I'm on the west side the, um, this time around for my podcast. And um, I always like being in the west coast because, you know, that's that's just, it's just a vibe. Um, so, being here... Doing what I need to do business-wise, it's it's a lot of eye-opening how diverse things are in terms of educating ourselves on certain things. Being from New York and having New York to be like the bubble of becoming something you truly want to desire to be, whether it's you want to become an actress, an actor, a musician, an artist, whatever it is, people always say, come to New York first to see if, you know, you're the the best of the best, if you want to know if you're the best, hence why Apollo existed. If you went to Apollo and you couldn't sing in New York, you wasn't a singer, Period. When that clown came out and he was blowing his horn and he was on his little tricycle, he was telling you, wrap it up. Yes, wrap it the fuck up. So I've always had this mentality of when, you, when you're from New York or if you ever want to make it in, in anything in life, start off in New York. Uh, I would say yes and no. You can definitely start off anywhere you are I don't necessarily feel like you have to start off somewhere you can start off wherever you are but if you do venture out into places like the big capital places like LA or New York um Texas uh Miami any of those places and you decide that you want to start something make sure that you're doing it true to yourself that you're not just doing it just to get accolades and recognition. I mean, all those things are gonna come, but first just remember that it's gonna take time. Patience is a virtue. And that's some things that I'm also learning as well. 
So the topic of today is who are you here for? So when I talk about when you're doing these things and you are trying to find a place where you can, you know, venture out and doing whatever it is that you want to do, you always have to come down to earth and ask yourself, who are you here for? And a lot of people cannot answer that question. A lot of people are afraid that they don't know or they're not in a space where they can answer that question. And of course, I'm going to give you some tips and tricks on how to answer that question. But first thing first, let's start off with the weekly updates. So, word on the street, Black Twitter is fuming against a white author depicting melanin culture. Now, why is this lady who thought that she could sell the culture and not be a part of the team? Now, she knew better than that. Black Twitter was not having it. So, the audacity. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the audacity. The audacious white woman authors a bad and bougie book about trap feminist theology and gets hella dragged by Black feminist theologists. Now, Black Twitter is always going to put you onto certain things. So after learning a white woman had the audacity to write a book about a black feminism and deemed it trap feminist theology, her name, Jennifer Buck, a professor at Azusa Pacific University, is getting slammed for privileging her whiteness and writing a whole book, a whole book, called Bad and Bougie Toward a Trap Feminist Theology about the intersectionality of black woman experience. Girl, what do you know about our experience and our struggles? What do you know? So this book engaged with the overlap of black experience, hip hop music, ethics, and feminism to focus on subsection known as trap feminism. Really? And construct a trap feminist theology, interacting with concepts of moral agency, resistance, and imagination. Emphasis on imagination for me. Trap feminist theology seeks to build an intersectional theology emphasizing women's agency in their bodies and sexuality while also remaining faithful to the trap context from which they are socially located. I'm still stuck on this trap part. What are you saying? Like, what are you trying to convey about black women? That we are just trap stars out here? That we're just plying to trap people? or that we just have a way of how we hustle with what we have. Please explain it to me because maybe I need to pick up this book and actually read it and try to understand what this white woman's talking about. But um, it goes on saying, the trap feminist emerges out of trap culture where the black woman is creating a space outside the barriers of poverty, harnessing autonomy, employment, and agency to allow for a reinvention of self-identity while remaining faithful to a social location. What? Now we're faithful to a place? So you're trying to say that we're just stuck here and we're just going to work with whatever we got here. No, that's like telling us that we have small minds. Maybe I'm reading this wrong, but this is what is coming off as to me, that we're just small-minded people just trying to hustle in the locations that we are. Yes, we are going to survive and thrive wherever we are. 
We're queens everywhere we go, okay? Our melanin is forever popping. Now, here's the problematic situation here with all of this. And it's problematic for a number of reasons. First of all, it's black with a capital B. Secondly, white women do not know anything about black ethics, the trap or the trap culture, or any aspect of the black woman's experience, identity, or how the two intersect. White women are not experts on black experience. Now, this is all quoted from Madame Noor's uh, website. If you guys do, definitely check it out. But I agree. Like, why are you trying to get a book off of black girl magic? Why? And this is a problem with culture these days. Like, everybody feels like they know each other's culture. No. First things first, I think everybody needs to learn each other's culture. And then... Don't form an opinion. Just understand it. Because this is the problem. When you think that you know someone's culture and you want to, what, brand yourself on this culture and make yourself a name, it's, it's beyond me. And I don't understand why the high whites feel like they can just bank on an experience they've never experienced. Can y'all imagine your half of these people that are publishing these books living in a neighborhood that you are from? Can you imagine them just spending 30 days in one of these locations that they supposedly call as a trap location and we're trap feminists and we're doing these things just to stay in our trap location? No, I wish they would just sit their asses in one of our apartments or our houses in whatever neighborhood we're living for 30 days and actually experience the shit that we actually go through on a daily basis. But that would never happen. But yet again, they're sitting in their high white house and trying to form an identity of what they see black culture to be. Girl, bye. <laughs> Miss me with the bullshit. We're not here for this. We are not here for it. So yes, if you do decide to read that book, it's by Jennifer Buck, and it's called Bad and Bougie Trap Feminism. They add it again, guys. They add it again. So this case right now is about police officers. <sighs> so the police try to come for a black couple. Racial lines are definitely crossed. So here's what happened. Police asked a black couple to prove they own their store. The fallout sparked a racial reckoning in this quiet California town. Yema Khalif and Hawa Ashwa were working late in their store when an officer suggested they put their key in the door lock to prove they belonged there. Now the couple said they have been extracted meaningful exchange from the police department. <sighs> Y'all can't even own a business. This is ridiculous. And this is in in the Bay Area this happened. And this kind of shocked me in a way where it's just like, oh, y'all really coming for us like this? Like, you really think that we can't own anything in a certain neighborhood or that what we're thieves or something like that? So it kind of just pissed me off to see this shit because as a person who is an advocate for black owned businesses and believe that we should be owning more businesses. And it just hurts me that 
when you hear certain things like this where people feel that you don't deserve something. That's where I got out of this. It's like, oh, what are you guys doing here? Do you own this? Like, how did you acquire this? It's like one of those shrug, like, come on. Like, we are way past slavery days, but we're, it's, it's like it's still existing, but in certain types of way. And it's just so disgusting to see sometimes. So after initially threatening a $2 million lawsuit in the federal court, the couple says they were able to achieve meaningful reforms by staying out of the courtroom and di- directly engaging with town officials. Listen, they wasn't trying to pay y'all $2 million. I'm I'm just going to be honest. They wasn't trying to give y'all a $2 million. They just wasn't trying to give you anything. They were just trying to figure out what it what what time in the hour guys were on. And one Twitter um said, um, one person on Twitter he said, I mean, if I was a cop, it is one thing for me to question why they are there, but late. But I feel this is a cherry pick of a story because there are countless interactions police have with citizens. The cop just happened to be white and the couple black. But yeah, but again, he didn't stop there. He demanded they prove they owned it and then only believed them when a white friend told him so. Here's the thing. Y'all need to stop trying to act like racism and bigotry isn't a thing. So just wanted to put that out there. This is what's going on in the streets. These are the things that are going on in the streets and they're not being televised. Yes, recently, upstate New York, um, a white guy, he went into a predominantly black neighborhood, into a grocery store actually, and shot 10 people and came out of there unarmed, unscathed, um, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And then you have the situation with the Roe versus Wade. And it's like, come on. Is this, I don't know what's going on in the world right now, but I feel like everybody needs to wake up and realize that the things that we want or the things that we're trying to acquire in life, it's not going to always be there. Because things are happening so drastically and so crazy that sometimes we have to just really ask ourselves, like, what are we all here for? Like, what is our purpose at the end of the day? Like, who are we really here for? Because we can say that we're here to procreate and we're here to um, demonstrate um, good living but you could be the 1% of the people that's thinking that way and the other half are just not. And it's sad to say that. It really is. But let us get into some different type of vibes. So let's jump right into today's episode. Quick question for the masses. What is your goal for the rest of the year? Take a minute and ask yourself, what do I need to accomplish before the end of the year and get to it? Now, if you don't completely have everything done, at least you made a start. Don't beat yourself up if you don't see progress. 
keep the momentum of staying consistent and patient. I ask this because as a perfectionist as I may be, I always felt I needed to get so much done in a day. But then I realized I spent 24 hours wasting time trying to complete so much in a day. I should give time to just try and be grateful for the day. I suggest that we all look at the present that way. Most of us have FOMO tendencies, fear of missing out. But what are we missing? What are we so eager to see happen that one out of 10 will not happen? So who are you here for? The idea of living is living with flow. Without air, how do I breathe? So when someone asks you, why haven't you done this with your life? Ask them, why should I be doing this? And of course they would say, because it's the best decision. But for who? See, I love when people subject me to what I should be and what I should not be, because it shows me who people really are. People are always subjective to others' opinions, and I feel as long as I have air to breathe, I will not be put into a box. Have your opinions, but I know who I am here for. The beauty of my beast called life, to live and be an amazing author. Rewrite, erase, delete, delete, delete and rewrite again. It's about making life interesting, even when there are fucked up people surrounding it. Even when they are suckers. Like, people will try to drain your energy if you give them the opportunity. And I am on this unbothered spiritual journey, and I'd rather keep myself in this unbothered zen because I refuse to let anyone invade my personal space, time, essence. I feel like if we have to have an argument that doesn't need to be an argument, I'm just gonna walk away and kindly say, you know what, when you're ready to talk, I am here. Now, I wanted to get into this because this is gonna be some serious shit. And this is the classic Disney movies. Now, have you noticed how Disney movies these days are showing more reality tales than fairy tales? I mean, remember Ariel? She left the whole sea for a man, and Sweetie couldn't even speak. And Jasmine left her palace for a peasant because he had a carpet. Mind you, he lied about his finances. I mean, that's a little true these days, but we're not going to get into that. Belle fell for a beast who then turned into a prince. The price of waiting for a man to change. At least with Shrek, he showed how being ugly can get the girl. I mean, statistics says Flavor Flav might be the man of the hour. No pun intended. But the girl also might not always be what she seems. She could be just like you too. All of these signs and translations of things we consume Are we really looking at how much reality is in most of these characters that are made up? Who would have thought Cinderella would live happily ever after, from rags to riches? I know there are some women out there still trying to fit in that glass slipper for a man. Take it easy, love. It's not a fit. You should quit. But with everything I'm discussing, I'm asking you to ask yourself, who are you? What do you want out of this beautiful, chaotic life? And who are you here for? Love, riches, wealth, maybe nothing at all. 
Embrace not knowing at all and love life as it is till it's not. Not to change the subject, but I felt the need to just talk about living in the present by distracting yourself from everything that might overwhelm you. I will always say don't compare, be above it, but I wanted to talk to you about the show that made me realize to live just a little bit, and it's called Broad City. It originally was on Comedy Central. You can still catch it on Hulu. But oh man, these two young 20-something girls living in New York City going through life challenges. The stupid yet funny show. The reason why I brought this show up is because it shows how not knowing how to maneuver life, but just rolling with the punches and saying, fuck it, being present always. Just This is just a show to watch to escape from all your 99 questions of the day. It's it's so hilarious how Abby and Alana are together. Like, th- sometimes I'm looking at the show and I'm like, yo, you bitches are dumb. There is no way I'm doing that. No way. And then they will have money. They will have something that will make them money. And then they will just blow it away on stupid shit. And I just be like, yo, we do this all the time. And it's made me realize that all the money that we're spending and in, on shit that we don't really don't need, it, it, it comes to the point where it's like, damn, then if I don't do something that I want and enjoy, am I depriving myself? And that's the question I've always had to ask myself. What am I really living for? Am I trying to live in this perfect world where I have to be something I'm not? Do I really have to limit myself to buy this and buy that just to get recognition, just for people to like me? Like, what am I doing all of this for? So I've always asked myself this question. And what made me realize as well that there is so much more to life than just the shit that we spend on, it's about what we spend on. For example, if you are like me and love to travel and love to um, see other cultures and engage in conversations with other people, I feel like that is where you should invest your time in and invest your money in. If traveling is what's good for you and keeps you on a balanced scale like it does for me, do it. I feel like now more than ever, I feel more close to the nomadic lifestyle. And I'm going to talk about that maybe in another episode, more more detail about the nomadic um, lifestyle. But I feel like that is more up and coming now with the inflation. It's crazy. Half of these places, like the big cities that you know, that have properties and rentals, they're at a price point where it's crazy. It's like you have to have six jobs just to own a property. And I'm exaggerating on the six jobs, just just want to say. But it feels like you have to have like six jobs just to own a property, just to be able to pay for that property. And then still come off as like, all I'm working for is just this house that I'm barely in, that I'm always out working for. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, the concept of nomadic lifestyle to me is like, I rather enjoy the things that I love and not feeling like I'm out here doing it and working hard just to keep the things that I love. So that's just my mentality now. Like, I refuse to have to go out there and work just to keep this car or work just to keep this house. Like, hell fucking no. (laughs) Hell no. So I'm just going to say, listen, ask yourself these questions every day. And the more you ask yourself these questions or ask questions, period, is a little bit closer to being very intuitive and getting the messages that you need. Sometimes people say, well, I have so many questions and I I will ask and people, you know, they give me their opinions, but sometimes it doesn't flow with what I want. Then maybe you need to just sit to yourself and just really write down your thoughts and pick which makes sense and which doesn't make sense to you. And try everything. Try to see whatever works. You know, there's always going to be failures before the success. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, I'm not going to take any more L's. I just want W's. But you got to, before you can invest in W's, you got to take some L's. And it might sound harsh to say it, but you're going to fail at some point and you're going to succeed at more points. And the more failures you have, the more successes you will gain. You know, and I have this also decided to stop saying I want W's. I want M's. Period. Flip them W's to M's for me, please. (laughs) That's how I look at it. So let's get into music. So the song of the week for me is What the F by Sasha Alex Sloan. (sighs) I fucking love her. I swear I do. It's about trying to find your purpose and asking yourself, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, Literally, that's her her album that she has now is literally about, I feel like every album that she comes out with always reflects on how I feel in life. Like she's one of the artists that's very empathetic and she has, she calls herself the sad girl for Christ's sakes, but she has an, a way with her to realize that you're not alone out here. I think the same way too. Like I can have all of these things that you possibly want, but I'm so unhappy. Like, it doesn't bring me to my purpose. Like, I'm just just grateful that I'm able to sing these songs so that people can hear me. This is my, this is, this is my purpose right now, is that I'm able to sing these songs so that people can hear me and people could feel not alone. And I think that this album that she came out with is amazing another song that she um she has on the album is called um adult and she just broke down like yo i hate being an adult like there's nothing sweeter than being a child again and i i i I believe it too but sometimes having that that um nostalgic moment it's just like, yeah, but then again, you're going to have somebody else doing shit for you as a child compared to like doing it on your own, but doing it the right way. So the album is called I Blame the World. That fucking album is amazing. Amazing. Like, I, I agree 
wholeheartedly with certain things that she said. Like, I really blame certain things that we, we've consumed. Like I said, with the Disney movies. Disney movies now are being changed for the younger parts, the younger children, the younger generation now. Because they're realizing that the fairy tales that we once grew up on is not happening out here in these streets. I always say there's somebody peed in that, that the dating pool. Somebody definitely peed in there. So that's another story for another day. And also the song that I also have on repeat, I have two songs that I have on repeat this week, is What a Lie by Justine Skye. Amazing song. Like, I replay this song all the time. Please Do Not Lean by Daniel Caesar is the most toxic but realest song ever. It's it is just crazy. Like Freedom leave my to be just how who will you stand next to me? For we both know it's more than a load for you to bear. It my heart, but I don't understand if you'd The most toxic song ever, ladies and gentlemen. But it's the realest shit ever. Like, don't lean on me because I might not be the perfect one for you right now. And I know that you're willing and able to do whatever it is that you need to do. So you keep being good for you. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be all right. That is the most toxic song by Daniel Caesar. But I love it because it's the truth. It's like some people feel as though they can't be themselves like they can't really tell you like listen like i'm feeling you but i'm not in the right space in the right time there's some some people will try to lead you on but he's telling you like listen i ain't shit right now so come back to me when another another lifetime also another song um i've been listening to is lie again by giveon fucking love this song too like r&b right now is the wave it's always been the wave but it's more for me it's neo soul is it touches me in a in a in a sweet and nice place definitely does it puts me in a very good unbothered mood and i'd rather keep myself there you feel me do you feel me good and before I end my episode, you know, I always like to end the episode with a quote. So today's quote is, if I cut you off, chances are you handed me the scissors. Period. Yeah. Some people are only here for a season. Please do not repeat the season. Move on to the next. It's always better to just know what is for you now than later. Because once you know what you, what you don't want, what you do need, and what, what's going to put your peace into a chaotic state, 
That's when you have to say, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. This is my cue. Stage left. To the left, to the left. Everything you own in the box to the left. In the closet, that's my stuff. And if I bought it, please don't touch. That's it. Period. All right. So, until we meet again, as always, I'm sending out love and light. Peace.